0: Developed for artists and creatives, Life Unlocked is an ongoing self-documentary covering topics that help you deepen your creative process. I surface the themes that have made a difference in my own artistic journey to create what I call a thought starter, something that you can consider in your own process, in your own path. I don't believe anyone can tell you how to make your art. But when you begin to ask yourself the right questions, that's when you see your work begin to shift. I decided to go with this ongoing series because it's very symbolic of the creative journey. I felt like this was a style that all of us as artists and creatives could relate to. And to be honest, it really challenges me to capture the rawness and the realness. To really step outside of being overly polished, which... I think all of us are (laughs) frankly a little tired of i like telling stories in different media so you'll find life unlocked on youtube wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts on medium.com and i've been known to share a thing or two on instagram i'm looking forward to getting to know you personally so i'm hoping you'll come say hello on hillarybassettross.com where i have all kinds of resources to help you out if you do enjoy this, you can help me out by sharing it with your friends. Enjoy. I like to start my day with a little bit of kind of an open creativity session. So normally I will pick up my sketchbook journal, actually work with them, an iPad Pro and that allows me to kind of bounce around between different uh, media without having to lug something around, which is amazing. It's actually very much changed, it's changed my creative process. And when I have creative when I've when I have creative session days or studio sessions as I like to call them, it's important to me to have a very clean, organized space. Um, and this definitely runs interference with the the natural state of being a creative person because i'm not naturally super neat i've had to sort of train myself i call it like i'm trying desperately to have adult onset ocd um and some days easier than others but you know i i definitely can see such a change in my work when i clean up my space so today i did some cleaning and the only way to do cleaning is with music so i put on my headphones and Started off with a little bit of Michael Jackson. That's a good way to begin the day. And then felt like I'd, I'd pop over to Eva. So Eva Cassidy is a remarkable singer-songwriter. She's one of my absolute favorite artists. And I only discovered her when I was here in Berlin last time because my voice teacher picked her out for me to work to work on my voice. And I think one of the first times I... She mentioned her, and I was like, yeah, I have no idea who that is. She's like, really? That's weird, because she's American. And I'm like, yeah, I never heard of her. And then I went home, and I listened to YouTube time after time, and I think I started, like, almost, I think I almost cried a little bit, because there's something that I felt when I heard her voice, and it was, it just changed the game for me in terms of music. And I knew that I was passionate about music, and was very much beginning this path and this journey to learn what it's all about and to figure out how I can leverage this medium for my expression and recognizing how she was changed she was she does covers but I actually love that because it has been even more of a teacher for me because I could see wow this is I could really hear and sense her own style and her own voice. And then how she did the arrangement on songs, in my opinion, a lot better than the original. It's my opinion. Um, but I love, I love them. And so Eva Cassidy has been a very much a staple in my world. And now that I'm back here in Berlin and have space and I'm by myself again, thankfully, <laughs> And I don't mean that in, a, like, I wanted to get away from people. I'm just seeing how much more I'm able to create and produce when I'm on my own. I'm feeling the comfort to work on my voice again. And today I had a really remarkable voice session, so I definitely, like anything, um, it takes about 20 minutes to kind of really warm it up. And I've said it before, but I I, I keep reminding myself that just so profound... What's so profound is that for me, tennis has been the best music teacher I've ever had. And here's why. We seem to have this idea in our culture that everyone is born with a gift and it's a static gift. It is is a static state. So what you are born with is what you have and it cannot evolve. And additionally, this idea that... Even if you have an interest, if you did not realize this talent within yourself from, you know, as a toddler, then you have no hope and no future. Even as a creative professional, this is a mindset that I realized I had embedded within myself and I had to throw out completely. Tennis became a remarkable teacher for me because as a very natural athlete, I've always had this annoying ability to kind of step foot on any court fields, what have you, and just be able to do it, just be able to play, and it just sort of, it just comes very natural to me. Now tennis, on the other hand, <laughs> tennis is, you know, is a, is, a, is a force of nature within itself. It is a beautiful, beautiful game that brings me so much joy, and I know will always be something that I will feel so much passion toward. But what's true about it as well is that even, you know, you can be a natural athlete all day long but that will only get you onto the court. It won't take you much farther than that. There's so many little intricacies that you have to learn that actually are not intuitive. In my head, I could just go out and play a ton and I'd be fine. But in fact, no, you do, you do need to have a, a certain level of instruction. Absolutely, some people need more instruction than others. I definitely tend to be the type where, oh, just give me enough and let me go play and figure it out. However, I wasn't able to do that without the instruction. This was probably the single best preparation for entering the music world because it was an arena where I couldn't just step onto it and do it. Yes, once you have the basics, then you can play and you can explore and fiddle around with it, but it's very difficult to just step in and be able to do it. Okay, sure, you know, the Mozart and Bach, you know, they could, but you are not doing yourself a favor if you try to compare yourself to the greatest, most gifted composers and musicians of our time, not even of our time, of all mankind. Tennis was one of the best teachers for me because it was a constant dialogue in humility. Um, It was a search for me to recognize this nuance between where natural talent comes in and where you need to rely upon a teacher. It was a nuance between just sort of letting yourself express yourself, letting go and expressing, but also maintaining the composure to execute the way it needs to. I've been uh, I've played soccer and basketball. Those were my big sports growing up and and soccer has been much more my sport. What's interesting is we get our instruction in the first couple of years and some people don't even really get instruction. You know, a lot of us were kicking the ball around in those oversized T-shirts that, that didn't fit, you know, that were basic, like, the T-shirts for the, the team, like, the team little T-shirt. It wasn't really a uniform, because when you're that young, it's just, like, like, a colored T-shirt with, like, Bellevue Parks and Recreation stamped on it. And then the T-shirt literally, like, goes down to your ankles, and you just, like, run around and kick the ball. So many of us started soccer that young that we never actually were taught the proper way to kick, because we just figured it out. And you can observe the game and put yourself in it, and then you just sort of figure it out kinesthetically. What I very much recognized in my process is that I am a kinesthetic learner. I need to be thrown in to figure it out. The only challenge that I recognized was that I was over-reliant upon this skill set, and It wasn't until I got into tennis that I recognized, wow, I need to learn a new balance of my expression with how the mechanics work. And then I need to find my line. Similarly, in music and in a lot of art forms, we can get too much instruction. And all of a sudden, we begin to focus so deeply on the execution. What is the proper execution? How am I supposed to? To do this, to the degree that we lose ourselves, we lose our own expression, and we don't give, we don't let that fluidity come through. I'm so grateful that I began to learn this nuance in tennis, and it has been so pivotal in my journey learning music because it is so difficult. It's so difficult. There's so much to learn, there's so much to understand. It is absolutely an entirely new language. It's a new code with which you can express yourself and it requires the right type of execution. It requires this interesting, you have to step into this space between knowing how to have this dexterity with your muscles to be able to execute the movement to transfer the, the, the perfect amount of force or the, the exact amount of delicacy and lightness through the, the, there's this physicality that has its own way of communicating but furthermore, you have to be able to know how to take an inspiration, take the moment, take what's, what you need to do in the moment, and let it flow through you so that it feels effortless. What was very interesting in, in tennis for me is that the toughest points were the easiest for me. I believe this is because when things are moving so quickly, You don't have time to think. This is the most magical, magical part of any type of physical expression, uh, any type of exercise that requires a physical expression, in which (laughs) most of them do, is that there comes a, a space and a moment and a point where you just align with flow state and it just happens. You don't feel it. The most important point that I want to make here is that a lot of times it happens so fast and you don't have time to think and yet in the moments where you don't have time to think you do your best. What does that tell us? It tells us that we need to learn how to get out of the way. We need to learn how to step into this place where we can let that inspiration just work on its own behalf. We need to step into flow state and let our own creativity show itself to us. And that's a very interesting choice of words. Let your creativity, let your voice show itself to you. Yes, you're the driver. Yes, you think the thoughts. You pick up the pen in your hand and you translate what's going on in that little head of yours onto paper. But so many of us struggle with this place where we overthink it. We work our own ass off at the cost of letting this inspiration come through. To begin to step into a place of doing your best work requires that you learn how to get out of your own head so many times one of my my close tennis friends and i we would we would we had a standing tennis date every week, and it was a really perfect combination of supportive competition is really the way I would describe it it was supportive competition in that we loved to beat the other one we loved it, but it didn't come from a nasty place it came from a place of both of us fucking love to win and it's fun but we both cared about each other so much that we both want one another to to succeed so so often when one of us would be in the process of you know normally would be double faulting which means you only get two tries to get your serve in well we would cheat um and we would let the other continue to to serve cuz we knew like no you need to you need you need to get it in you're so close so you need to get it in and a lot of times the irony is that both of us would sort of coach one another what was going on. So sometimes if she was missing it, I would be able to say, like, it's your toss height. Toss, toss the ball a little higher, and then you'll get it. Um, because that's the type of thing that I could see, but she couldn't see. Um, a lot of times I wouldn't be able to do it, and she would say, you're, thi- you're thinking too much. And I'm like, ah, you're right. When we learn how to get out of the way, we've opened a door and created a pathway and a space for the real work to come out, for the beauty of what we're capable of creating to show itself, for our voice to show itself to us. This is the sweet spot. This is when the work gets magical and it can light you on fire. This is when everything is the most beautiful and remarkable work you've ever seen, but you've never felt so effortless. It has never come so easily. I absolutely believe that every, every artist, every creative has this voice that can work, work for you, really. And it's definitely a mindset shift. We very much are used to this idea of, I sit down at a desk, I create work, and then I get paid for it. And sometimes I'm paid for the hours I'm sitting in that chair, or sometimes I'm paid for this deliverable that I create. I believe those are the byproducts. Instead, I think that work is this process of creating this openness within yourself to let your voice do the work for you. Do you understand that difference? When we are able to start to see it in this way, it starts to shift our approach. It shifts our perspective and it shifts our mind to a place where we can start to recognize, okay, I see what's going on right now. You know what, I'm trying too hard. Now's not the moment. I need to back off a bit. When we're able to see it as its, its own entity, we're able to recognize what do I need? What must I do to, to create this space for this inspiration to, to show itself? And what, in what scenarios does it seem to show up? And in what scenarios does it just seem to be scared away? I don't know about you guys, but I've spent a lot of my life grinding, 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 grinding at that computer. Hustling, putting in those hours, and just grinding, grinding, grinding. And guess where it gets me? Pretty damn exhausted. And yet I have these moments where it seems as though I skate. I glide into flow state, and it just happens. And it is the most joyful work, I'm using my finger quotes, work, it's the most joyful work I've ever done. And to be able to walk into that state on a daily basis, I've never loved my work more. And together it creates this really potent elixir of joy and fun and fulfillment and it just sort of keeps spinning and together starts to build a whole new perspective for your life. I believe in order to tap into your inner genius, you have to know how to empower your creative voice. You need to know what it is and what it's trying to say to you. You need to know how to cultivate it and you also need to recognize that it's going to be a journey, a journey. You will have a lot of realizations as you work through this process, but this process will never end. But you won't want it to. You won't want it to. I hope that this collection of audios helps you get closer and closer to your creative potential. If you'd like to get to the best work you've ever done, make sure you take a look at my training On cultivating your creative voice. It's a self-paced guided program that helps you pull out your unique style and unleash your potential onto your work, regardless of whether you're a writer, a designer, a filmmaker, an illustrator, a photographer, a fashion designer, and any other type of artist there is. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you personally. So go ahead and come say hello and take a look on hillarybassettross.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time.